This is the My Michelle Live podcast. Weekend Review. A look back at the week. It's My My Michelle Michelle Live Live Weekend Review. Review. Here's Michelle. Hey, Michelle and my co-host Adam Razzieri. As we look at the news of the week, we unspin it. And we infuse commentary that looks for the God story. And boy, there is one. There is hope. There is light. There is purpose. And we will find it and we will share it with you today. And we'll probably have a few laughs at the expense of some of the crazy people that are out there, of which there are many. Adam, hey. Hey, Michelle. And yeah, we, you know what? We deserve a few laughs at their expense because Everything that they've done has been at our expense, right? We're talking about some of those crazy politicians. That's just really what it is. Michelle, I think you've come across this really funny ad that I just pointed attention to before we went live that, guys, you have to see this thing. Talking about some fun at their expense. Here it is. Then America was saved. Embraced by oh, the loving arms Let's of our new the president. Very beginning. Then, no, it's um, not going to do it because it's weird then, that way. America was saved. Embraced by the loving arms of our new president, Joe Biden. Biden has brought back <laughs> kindness and decorum. No, I wish you were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. <laughs> Biden is a voice of clarity. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in foot him in foot. A voice of reason. <laughs> he is the smartest man I know. They're going to put you all back in chains. And he's good with numbers. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. $700 billion and a trillion, $300 million billion. Under his leadership, the Biden administration has brought us safety. It has brought us economic prosperity. It has empowered the next generation. And now, you have the chance to make sure it continues for another two years. This election day, vote for whoever the Biden administration is asking you to vote for. They know what's best. Together, we will ensure things will continue to go the way they've been going forever and ever. I'm sure Biden and I approved it. Wait, who? You know the thing. You know the thing, people. You know the thing. Look, I'm not here. I support the current thing. (laughs) I'm not here just to say other side bad, we good. It's the problem that we've had, and you know this if you're thinking at all, is that we have shut down. You're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to talk. This week, Luke Bryant, a country music star, came under fire because he had the audacity to call up the governor of Florida during a fundraiser that was raising money for Florida. No! Must be canceled. This is where it's a problem because we're not allowed to, you're only allowed one opinion. It's supposed to be truth, but whose truth and based on what truth especially if you're not a holder well, of ultimate truth so crazy what is truth yeah <laughs> what the heck is that truth what is this truth thing what is science what is a woman what is inflation what is the truth the things that we've seen and obviously we just saw this fake ad at the president's expense but i think we're at a point now where he is so bad that it almost 
is a diversion to those who are working beneath him at the state levels, at the local levels. There's just there's just one flub after another that almost is enough to make you forget about things when like the candidate Fetterman in Pennsylvania says, oh, I am fit to be served. Questionable, oh, sir. Oh, oh, Questionable. Yeah. These midterms, yeah. Michelle, are going to really be, though, a referendum on how the president has been performing and how his administration has been performing and how the people feel about, frankly, how they've been treated now for almost a couple years. It's crazy to think it's been that long almost. A double um, standard indeed, a crazy double standard. And you and I, were, we usually broadcast a little bit earlier on, on Friday, but we were looking for this news clip because it is really indicative. Carrie Lake is just a rock star. And calling this this instance where she's calling for some balance and calling out the media for their lack of ability to do their freaking jobs. Look, I've been in media for freaking decades. And I remember the day, you've heard this story, the media died for me when I wrote a story and my news editor came in and said, really great writing. This is a good story. However, if you say it this way, you can make people think this because this is mm. with we have a great responsibility with the press to make people think the right way whose right way like science it's never settled there's only one ultimate right if there's a god then he gets the corner on what's right if there isn't then nothing's right but everything unless it's black and white you have to debate it out. You have to test it out. You have to test it and prod it. And for crying out loud, even God says, test me, try me, improve me. If you're not, right. if you're not God, you don't get the right to say it. You can't test it. Let's take a look at this, though. This was, set this up a little bit, Adam, if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. So Carrie Lake is just a rock star. And I think that she's just so strong and she's so prepared. And Michelle, she is someone who has built a career in journalism, in the media. And I guarantee you, Michelle, you and Carrie probably have similar experiences dealing with the editors, dealing with the newsrooms, trying to just get the truth out there, right? And it's interesting because in a democracy, you're allowed to question things. And as a journalist, it's your job to question things. It's your job to get down to the root of a story and then share that with people who need to know about it. And so it's really interesting now to see how Carrie Lake is responding to questions from the media that are critical of her questions about the 2016 election, the mm -hmm. 2020 election. The, the fact that she is asking or has been asking questions about are is every vote being counted? Mm -hmm. Is there integrity behind the process? She's been called a election An election denier. Okay, which may be fair, but if you're not doing it on the other side. It isn't fair and it isn't real reporting. So as we go into this election, our uh, in the integrity of elections is vital. And let me just point out that with the last election and all of these deniers and the incident in January 6th, if you as the media and if you as the government would have said, you know what, let's look into every single one of these and let's be very transparent, there, there has been so much cover-up and denial and let's not talk about it. People don't know what to trust. Let's listen to Carrie Lake. I think you'll like this. If you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, Let's remember who the other election deniers were, Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. Next question. The question is, you over the weekend, everybody, you took the Google all over the world. Your name was ringing everywhere. And one of them, yes, ma'am, because I have the scale. And one of them has a most of them were asking, is she a, a, an election denier, Carrie Lake? And that was like 
like going around on all different cable news. What do you elaborate on this? I'm actually shocked you asked that question, George. <laughs> actually, Anthony, where's Anthony? I love this. Come here, Anthony. She's prepared. I did a little, actually, Anthony. Anthony, how old are you? 20. Are you a journalist? No. You did better research than half these people. Let's talk what? about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh, wow, look at this. This is from Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. No. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Ooh. Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. Ooh. This mm -hmm. is our Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? What? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the last <laughs> oh, So it's okay. Awkward, awkward. Literally owned. Come on. So, so Carrie Lake's 20-year-old assistant mic. found, literally, Carrie Lake's 20-year-old assistant finds 150 references from Democrats saying, denying the election, denying the integrity of various elections. And you know what? <clears throat> the media, shame on them for not doing the work and actually sharing that information with us. But it's okay that these Democrats are questioning the integrity of elections. It's okay that they're asking to ensure that the votes are being counted properly and legally. That's okay. It's not okay though that we're not allowed to ask questions whether you're a centrist or you're a, you're on the right. The point is everybody has the right to question the integrity of our elections to make sure that our elections are free and fair. And so to sit here and to demonize the GOP and GOP candidates for asking these questions is it's hypocrisy, right? It's totally hypocr hypocrisy. It, and also too Go ahead. Recent history Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States. She was on record as a senator questioning the voting machines that were used back when Trump ran for office. People talk about Mike Lindell and how terrible it is that he's been questioning Dominion voting systems. Yeah, how dare he, as an American, question the integrity of our elections? He, like, that, that's all of our jobs. Like, the least that we is, can do on voting day is go and vote. You nailed it. Another drop. Them. That, it's all our jobs. It's our jobs as Americans to question it. It's our jobs as Americans to demand integrity, to set the standard in the world as leader of the free world for election integrity. Come on. And as we go into the midterms, no matter how much you try to suppress, it seems as though if you've ever tried to overpack a suitcase, everything comes out in every, every which way. Way eventually <laughs> and that's what's happening with these midterm elections let's take that on a little bit so that is right the these midterms really elections. are a referendum on everything but it's that's not been okay. going on and there have been a lot there have been flubs from the white house and from and there's flubs from every politician at some point in time but truth goes a long way and admitting fault literally can lead to grace right and there have been so many things from the White House, this current administration, that instead of saying, yeah, you know what, that was a mistake, or, oh, we didn't mean that, they just gaslight the public. And the public is sick of that. And so now we see the economy and inflation at a 40-year high, and the White House economic advisors are trying to basically redefine what inflation is, what a recession is. They're not coming out with the truth, which we all feel every time we go to the grocery store, every time we fill up our car with gas, eggs. Like we were talking about this months ago, 30% food inflation, man, come on. Public safety is a huge problem. Crime is out of control. People feel that. 
in, in really emotional ways. That poor mom in New York suffering or she suffered and died because of the New York cashless bail system, but they're not holding criminals accountable. They're letting criminals do crime and then they're letting them out. And that's a problem. The education and parents' rights issues are a real thing. I think we're going to see this referendum lead to a strong GOP majority in the Senate, like 51 to 54 seats or so. The Pennsylvania Senate race is really fascinating. The Fetterman Oz show. Oh my God. It's, (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Oprah just endorsed Fetterman, which was really, I think, disappointing, but not surprising. Fetterman's a guy who, <clears throat> like, just it's hard for even his followers to sit there and watch him talk. And when you're in Senate, you have to be able to persuade people. You have to be able to speak articulately on issues. You have to be able to influence the others in the Senate chamber when it comes to voting and representing the needs of your people. But what does Fetterman represent exactly? He seems to represent a, an extremist agenda. And we won't know because he won't voters, debate. But he does swear that he is, quote, fit to be oh, served. Yeah, take that I, I feel like having all the doctors on my team all believe that I'm fit to be to serve. And I've been trying to be very transparent about going and meeting thousands of voters all across Pennsylvania. I always knew that the debate was going to be was challenging, giving in our recovery from a stroke. And I showed up. So I do believe that I'm fit to be served. Would you... Fit to be served. I'm fit to be tied. I'm telling you. (laughs) This is a guy, by the way, whose wife thinks that swimming in America is racist. (laughs) Swimming in America is racist. She literally said, this is, I'm going to butcher her quote a little bit, but I'll tell you what it says. She literally says, when you look at drowning statistics in America, that it usually affects children of color because of lack of access. Okay, so this is from the current lieutenant governor of a state of Pennsylvania, a potential senator for the state. His wife is literally saying, that's just, it's just so stupid, Michelle. Well, it's 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 unfortunate because we break it into color of skin when we're all one race and being of color we are we have such a mixed bag in each and every one of us we'll talk about that a little bit later the idea of everything being racist but what we aren't considering is how racist abortion is how many abortion clinics are in black neighborhoods versus white neighborhoods oh we can't talk about that (laughs) once again canceled but because of some of the idiots 36 states have governor races that are right on the edge. Michigan, New York, Arizona, as we mentioned, Cary Lake. Come well, can on. Can you imagine Michelle, New York? New York, like a cobalt blue state, right? Like you have New York and Lee Zeldin, who, by the way, you want to talk about last week we were talking about Speaker Pelosi's house being burglarized and her husband being assaulted by a guy with a hammer, by a, an illegal Canadian immigrant nudist with a hammer. Lee Zeldin was literally at a campaign event on a stage and he had a basically a far left guy come up on stage with a weapon that's designed to like pierce flesh, right? Like basically it's like brass knuckles with blades on it. And he had a guy attack him at a campaign event, try to put that weapon in his neck. And Lee Zeldin's like a ninja, right? He put this guy down on his back and was thankfully fine. But then he also had his house shot up in Long Island, his house was shot up by a drive-by. He's had violence literally in front of his house. He's had violence directed at him at political events. And yet here he is in this cobalt blue state, and he might just take that state from Kathy Hochul, who, by the way, took over from disgraced Governor Cuomo, creepy Cuomo. People in states like New York are... You see the double standard. And fortunate, though, because, absolutely, the double standard is real. We're tired of it. We're tired of it. 
in New York, the guy that attacked Lee Zeldin on stage was released within hours of trying to put a blade through his neck. But Speaker Pelosi, though, she's got like some special privileges over there in California. In San Francisco, it's a place where they don't really fight crime, but they're holding this high. They're holding this guy, this nudist, on all sorts of charges. It's like the if you're a certain type of person, you get certain types of access and to the resources. And how do you that like that, like America? A, because a little bit elitist, they attacked you. Who cares? They, crime, I live in Seattle where crime is decriminalized. If you steal and you happen to be homeless, if you rape or you assault and you happen to be homeless, crime, it's decriminalized. How do you like this double standard, this elitism? It is not okay. It's not okay when it comes from the right. It's not okay when it comes from the left. Right now in our nation, it is coming from the left. Unfettered power. And you gave it to them. We gave it to them by allowing them to cancel us, by not continuing to speak out, by sitting by quietly because our friends get angry because we are speaking out. Something that makes them uncomfortable. And then we have this from the president, Adam. The gaslighting continues. Do you guys remember that crazy speech in Philadelphia in front of Independence Hall? the dark Brandon speech where he had the Marine Corps behind him and this dramatic red lighting on the wall. That was a freaky primetime speech that like most people in the country didn't want, but thank goodness because it was basically just an angry, it was like angry grandpa Simpson just ranting. Oh, MAGA, MAGA, blah, 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 blah. But uh, this week he literally in DC went to union station. He uprooted a homeless camp, which by the way, union station used to be a really, really nice place. He used to have, like stores, books actually just closed their location in Union Station, which, by the way, a super profitable location. Like a lot of people go there to buy coffee or used to, but Starbucks could not handle the fact that drug addicts were going into their restaurants using drugs, using the just using their facilities. And I'm sorry, Starbucks. Really... He, I live in Starbucks HQ land. Didn't they? And yes, they did say, hey, anyone can use our bathrooms. Everybody's welcome. We're a safe place. It became not yep. so safe. And that right. is country in a nutshell where our kindness turns to cruelty. And That's we it. put all of ourselves in danger by not holding people accountable. But that's, I love the crazy irony of this gaslit speech where he argued that to preserve your right to vote for the candidate of your choice, you have no option but to vote for the candidate of my choice. What? (laughs) You are free to vote for my guy. Okay, President Brandon. You know what he didn't discuss in his rant was he didn't talk about inflation or debt. He didn't talk about gas prices or crime. He didn't talk about the 5 million people crossing the border, which by the course enables rampant drug and human trafficking. Those cartels, man, they're going to have a very Merry Christmas this year because they are all super rich thanks to these terrible policies coming from the White House. Did you know Michelle Fentanyl is now the number one cause of death among adults 18 to 45? That's insane. Fentanyl. And fentanyl is really designed for like end of life terminal like cancer patients. That's the kind of drug fentanyl is. It's not, it's no joke. And it's also manufactured in China, by the way. We're helping enrich China via the cartels through the open border. There were no discusses of that at this and all angry the overdoses sort of that have speech. resulted. <clears throat> oh, but you know, you know what there was we, we mention all, of? There was mention got? of his son who died right. but didn't die in Iraq. Yeah, um, and th- this was this was just the day before his speech at Union Station in Florida. He literally yeah. again falsely claimed about Bo. He was he went from mumbling about inflation and Medicare and Social Security to then confusing 
Ukraine with Iraq again, by the way, because he also did that like several weeks ago. And he said, this is a Joe Biden quote. He said, they talk about inflation. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. Oh, wait, do you have the video? I do have the video. Shall we take uh, a while? It'll, it'll be much better articulated by, by President Biden. That's the, so the true. <laughs> you know, we're dealing with it. I can't flub it as naturally. Inflation is a worldwide problem right now. Because of a war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing, excuse me, the war in Ukraine, and I think in Iraq because that's where my son died. How do you do that uh, you twice? Know, that's why it's up. We have the lowest inflation rate of almost any major country in the world. And then people believe There are it. security cameras people all over you know, the Michelle, house. You can see them from the outside. This, this might to, explain also, why, why Hunter is so screwed up, right? <laughs> if Joe doesn't even know how Bo died, like, way, what does he really even know about Hunter? Joke, like, these are his sons. Why we this, like, you have to and, excuse and me, Mike. Personal with this. kind of freezing up a little bit. God, if not. I just, I hate to go that personal with Michelle, but like, if the Speaker of the House, he really doesn't know the circumstances of his oldest son passing away which he, I'm sure he does deep down, but it's like, how much about Hunter do you not know also? Ooh. Is that why Hunter is so screwed up? Are you that absent of a father to like literally screw this up a couple of times? Or are you just not fit to be served? Like, are, you just not <laughs> are you just not mentally competent? Let us know because you know what? You've got another couple of years in office and we need to know if we have to go to the level of suffering of invoking the 25th amendment and suffering under a president Harris, <clears throat> God forbid, because that is a scary well, lose, lose situation, but please don't lose, forget lose. what Joe Biden has been able to do for our nation. He increased our, the size of our nation to how many States are there? <laughs> quick, quick question here. How many States are there folks, kids, anyone raise your hand. If they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do, we went to 54 States. What? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that says it all. Oh my gosh. That Steve Harvey face is perfect. I love Steve. Harvey. 54 States, sir. What? Like Just five, four, but let's count the flag. Like how many stars are in the flag? president. But. We went through the video already on how good he is with numbers. Look, I don't want to make fun of an older American. I don't want to make fun of someone because of their age. But I do have a problem if someone is not fit to serve. If they're right. well, not. That's the thing too, Michelle, is you can be an older citizen and be very fit to serve. Like Chuck Grassley, for example, who runs several miles a day. He's in his mid 80s. And he runs more miles per day than most people run per year. He's very sharp. Even Speaker Pelosi's husband, Paul, he had his issues a couple weeks ago with that drunk driving incident. He's 82 years old, but he doesn't, you don't see him like making these kind of like verbal flubs on a huge stage every week. President Biden is the president of the free world. Has, and he, he has, world the, he has you know, his finger right there on, on the button, so to speak. Yeah, it's shaking over the button, right? <laughs> shake it. This isn't like, oh. cool. Let's move on to a different news story, if you don't mind. Uh, big news in the Twitter world, right? Oh, yes. The, the, the far left are just so upset that... Elon Musk is now running the social platform. He literally owns it now. And it was all like nice to see a little bit more balance behind the fact checking because, okay, so Twitter is actually now starting to fact check things coming from the White House. But it was funny because 
right before this started making headlines, some of the, some on the left were basically freaking out about the fact that Elon Musk shared a tweet about the Pelosi attack that they're saying came from a site that was known to publish false news or fake news, right? And then the funny thing is, if you look at what Elon also pointed to, he was like, by the way, wasn't it the New York Times that was part of hiding the Hunter Biden laptop story as disinformation? Mm. Wasn't it the New York Times also that claimed that Jacob Blake was an unarmed black man when he was shot seven times by a cop who was trying to save his children from certain death? Wasn't it wasn't it the Washington Post that tried to make Tom Cotton look like an idiot when he was talking about the Wuhan lab leak cover up? Um, huh. Yeah. So are we now saying the New York Times and the WAPO are also known to publish false news? Because I think the answer is, yeah, anybody that shares those URLs, you're sharing information from sites that are known to publish fake news. So what's the big deal? And so what is Elon doing? He is cleaning house. He dissolved Twitter's board of directors this week. And as of Friday morning, he's beginning Twitter layoffs about what? Mm -hmm. 70% gone. They're getting the ax. They're cleaning well, house. Like uh, this is a problem with a lot of companies that are public. And I know Elon just took Twitter from being public to private, but there's so much fat on that filet that you can carve off and all of a sudden, you can just improve the financials of that business. Twitter has been a financial underperformer for years. And he also noted, he was like, wait, this is weird. For every like actual software developer, we have 10 managers. So like for every person doing work, we have 10 people like supervising the work. Hmm. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. It's like two chefs, not enough well, cooks in the just, kitchen. Just imagine 11 people working like to build to dig a hole and one person has a shovel and then the other 10 are just watching. Like yeah. Pick there up a shovel, go. guys. There you <laughs> Pick go. Up a shovel. And as a result, though, he is continuing to clean house in other ways as well. We're starting to see a little bit of fact checking. I That's right. Share That's right. some of these, and you can tell us what we're looking at. <clears throat> so there was this. Okay, so this one here was a tweet from the White House that they since deleted question mark there but they said seniors are getting the biggest increase in their social security checks in 10 years through president biden's leadership oh really thanks president biden no twitter actually wanted to add some context to that particular tweet from the white house to inform readers that uh, in fact basically the tweet or the tag says seniors will receive a large social security benefit increase due to the annual cost of living adjustment which is based on the inflation rate Oh, awkward. Okay. And then there's so that, this that, that one. kind of changes that tweet a little bit, right? Yeah. And then there's this other one here from Joe Biden's account. We lost over 180,000 manufacturing jobs under the last guy. We've created 700,000 manufacturing jobs on my watch. Oh, oh, really? Thanks, President Biden. That's great work. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Twitter's going to check this one, too. It's going to add some context for the readers. The context is this tweet is conflating regaining lost jobs with creation of new jobs that never existed before. Thank you, Twitter. These are tweets that would have never received context like this ever had Elon Musk not purchased the platform. So we finally now see a little bit more balance behind the fact checking. But here's the problem. There is no chance on this God created earth that, that we will ever be able to have fact checkers keep up with the volume of tweets and social media messages that are posted on a daily basis. It should be our like responsibility. They just cannot. 
It's our responsibility exactly. to look into what is being said, not just take it like pablum to a baby. A lot of this exactly. started when people started getting their news from the late shows. They, the right. co comedians would stand up and they would you know, make fun of whatever news stories were going on. And that's that was great when it was Jay Leno on a little bit of balance. Let's just be an equal opportunity offender. But as it became more woke and as we became more to cancel, we're not getting the full news and we're not looking into it. We're not educated on how to do that because we're too busy being taught the LGBTQs instead of the ABCs in school. You forgot the IA plus minus. Equal sign. <laughs> yeah, I guess <laughs> I, I wasn't the educated, <laughs> one, but I wanted to get to a, an important story as long as we're talking about Twitter. This is why it's really important. This is why social media and fact checking yourselves even is important because we have become moronic. Even though we hold the wealth of human knowledge in our hands and our cell phones, we stick them in our back pocket and butt dial from it. We are stupid and we don't realize that we're being canceled. We're being spoon fed. We believe whatever feels good or tickles our ears. But when we realize that the black life, this, according to a new study, the Black Lives Matter riots were fueled by Twitter. And let me give you an example. I was in Minnesota right there at George Floyd Square less just a couple weeks after the shooting when the nation was burning at him. And I remember during, that, yeah. You during, were right there. During my time there, there was a secondary issue where there were calls to burn down a building because of a police interaction. The people who were from George Floyd Square, they were not there to push a political agenda. They were there to push love and, and communication between people groups in Minnesota and neighborhoods. They were conducting baptisms every freaking night and sharing the gospel. That's what was really happening down there, not what was being reported. They, I was talking with the leaders and they went into 911 mode trying to get on social media, trying to quell things because they, there was calls to burn down the city because of this police shooting. When it, they were saying, look, the, this guy initiated, there was no police shooting. The guy was the one that was shooting at the police we are not getting the full truth and when we have social media like this we see that the black lives matter riot was indeed fueled by twitter this is how serious it is and this is why we should be taking it seriously and why we should be thinking like elon musk or not thank right. him because he's well, a proponent of free speech and these social media platforms are so important because it was a lot of our citizen journalists the independent journalists who actually were there just like michelle who were covering the truth of the story, who are sharing that with people, like actual raw like data, like videos, actual stuff that was taking place. And it wasn't just like a 15 second video here or a 30 second video there. Like we're talking about like literally hours of footage, hours upon hours of footage that any social media user could look to then find the truth for themselves. Like you could see what was actually going on. Just like what happened with with Rittenhouse, right? With the shooting in, in, in Kenosha. There was so much video footage there, thank God for him, that actually did share the truth with people. And these social platforms are so important 
especially to, to citizen journalists. But as you pointed to, Michelle, they were also used to fuel a lot of the terrible stuff that was going on. True story. Um, Twitter however, was not. Ha- however, the good news is with all of the canceling, with all of the underreporting, truth still gets out and people realize there's something doesn't smell good. Something fishy is going on. And we're starting to see uh, uh, it change a bit so people are literally unwoking and a new poll has found <laughs> like that the, the unwoking <laughs> people That's find good. that the majority in this poll of americans are not likely to vote for candidates who support gender transition surgeries more than 70 percent of american voters in these midterm elections don't want to vote for candidates who support having minors undergo these transition procedures nearly 80 percent of independent voters even 43 percent of democrats and interestingly enough the some of the media has turned this around to say there is a there's a portion of american voters who don't mind voting for people who affirm gender transitions in kids <laughs> even though it's the minority another story well, there's fast when yeah. i'll just on that topic real fast and if you're wondering why these people are so obsessed with like sexually sexualizing our kids literally this it's a tool to abolish the family and it comes from literally it's like a playbook from the communist manifesto of 1848 from marx and Engels. And the BLM scam used it as well. And if they can disrupt the nuclear family, you can literally disrupt one of the most important civil societal pillars of truth and strength and just institutions in our society. And if you can literally use these, I would say these untruths, these falsehoods to destroy the family, you can use that to basically destroy society. So that's why it's so important that people are not supporting candidates who are in favor of gender mutilation. In fact, uh, tell us what it is. It's a gender dysphoria, gender right? That's a mental disorder. That's right. Gender mutilation. That's exactly what it is. We shouldn't support it in Muslim nations where they mutilate women so they don't feel pleasure in sex. Female genital mutilation is heinous. And yet we woke people are proponents of the very kind of thing for our young people. Another poll says that white suburban women are tired. These were the people who were most likely the left-wing intolerant Karens, and they're unwoking as well. They favor GOP by 15 points and even prefer Orange Man over Joe Biden. That's how bad things have gotten. Are you kidding me? That's what it is, right? Because eventually the truth comes out. And that's why you even have people who are, shoot, Caitlyn Jenner, not a typical GOP like candidate for one thing or supporter. But you know what? Like Caitlyn Jenner understands what the whole trans thing is, right? And accepts it too. Gender dysphoria is a real thing. That's a mental issue, right? Instead of saying you're okay the way you are, if you are a girl and you want to play soccer, if you're a girl and you like me and you don't have long, pretty fingernails and you want to do boy stuff, that doesn't make you any less of a woman. You define woman in a beautiful and unique way, right? We are women and we come in all shapes and sizes, desires, ambitions, because that's how God 
God made us. Celebrate who right. you are. And don't let anyone tell you are not beautiful in the skin that you're in. Just saying. We're coming there to the is. end of the program. And one thing that is worth noting is that while people are unwoking, the woking dead are still staggering about. And the effects are staggering, actually. Generation Z in a new study coming out of the UK is the most t- intolerant, hateful Oof. people group in the history of humanity. That is sad. And you know what the result is? I'm talking intolerant. Cancel people, kill people, put them to death if they have the wrong ideas. They're essentially the, the jihad mode like we, we see in horrific places in the Middle East, right? That's how backwards thinking they are. And the result is, Adam, they are more depressed and more prone to suicide than any other generation. Ugh. That's, That's terrible. Sad. Think about that too. And what's driving that? Isolation definitely is probably a thing. I'm sure the phenomenon of, of falling for clickbait and not digging into the truth of stories, just looking at one headline and moving to the next. It's really sad to see how our up and coming generation is so intolerant. But Michelle, I can only pray to God that as they mature and as they expose themselves to more information and to other sources of influence, just get outside in the world and talk to people. Hopefully they'll be able to open up their minds and their hearts to not take us down into the toilet, right? Because that's really what intolerance is. People that have gender dysphorias, we have to show them grace, right? We don't hate those people. We show them grace, but we also live in truth. This Gen Z, they are intolerant to the idea of intolerance, which is ironic. They literally are the ones who say that to be anti-racist, you have to be, quote, anti-racist by being racist. They, they live in like this world of circular arguments and it's not a because truthful Because there place is to be. no real truth. There's no real right. truth. And what I wanted to get to in our final moments together is the deeper story and it is the God story. Hang with me if you're watching because it's not about making fun of or hating on Gen Z. It's about all of us being messed up in our heads because we are disconnected from real truth and that's God truth. That's biblical truth. Check your worldview. Be brave enough. I challenge you. I double dog dare you to check your worldview and see where it lines up. If it falls apart in the end, you are following the wrong worldview. It is not about hating people who are different. And if you have a messed up a policy going on in your head, if you are willing to cancel, if you have this circular logic that it doesn't make sense, you might want to consider that there's a deeper story. There's a better truth. And it's not about who you vote for. It's not about who sits in the White House. It's who sits on the throne of your heart. And I last night, Adam, I went to see a movie that was so well done and followed a time in history in the 1970s or late 60s of a Jesus movement, the Jesus revolution, when there were Jesus people, Jesus freaks, hippies were getting saved and they were coming to Jesus and people were crossing the aisles literally at churches, the square people reaching out, not unlike people who may have to reach across the aisle to people who are LGBTQ, to people who are pro-abortion, to people who have differing ideas and say, you know what? You are beautiful. You are precious. You're created in God's image. There is no one like you. And 
God was willing to send Christ to die for you. And I love you. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care who you sleep with. I don't care what your political views are. There's a deeper truth. And that truth is all that matters. We're all messed up. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glory. Let's just come to truth and let God sort it out. Well, you want to watch? Michelle, as a fallen person, though, I got to say, I personally, I do care who you, I do care who you vote for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you know, are right there. You are right there. But when you put priorities in order, these eternal things matter even more. Let's watch uh, the trailer. We're not going to talk deeply about the film. There's an embargo on it. I'm going to be doing some interviews with some of the folks associated later. It will be coming out in February, but I continue to, I, I encourage you to look this movie up. There'll be lots of tickets that will be available for people to see it in, in theaters in February, I believe the 24th. Let's watch. Hey, Square. I am not a square. I think we should invite Greg this weekend. What's this weekend? These people are hippies, rebels against old-fashioned authority. I think these kids need help. They need is a bath. You're passing judgment on people you know nothing about. Maybe that's why your church is so empty. When God walks in here, brings me a hippie. I'll ask him what it's all about. Because I do not understand. His house has a very good vibe. There is Based an entire generation searching. Slow down, slow down. Just places. If you want to reach my people, you need to speak to them in a language they understand. What's that? The hippies were all about like peace and love. That was like the mantra. It's like, man, if you're looking for love, here's Jesus. There it is. All the love, man. All the love. All the love. I love that you can see this in this clip. People literally having to reach across the aisle. They don't belong here. Half of them aren't even wearing shoes. They're staining the new shag carpet. They need our help. They're staining the new shag carpet, so what does he do? He washes their feet before they come in, like Jesus did. Uh, We will watch the whole trailer. You can look it up. I'll put a link on my Michelle Live. But this is what we're in need of today. Hey, this this explains the youth ministry, Michelle. (laughs) Keeping it real. Keeping it real. This is really what we're in need of today. We are in need of a Jesus revolution. We're in need of truth. We're in need of something so much deeper. Politics and policy will only get you so far and it only lasts your lifetime but there's an eternal truth that we like to get to on my michelle live a hope uh that goes beyond today, a hope that where you're broken, where whatever you're trying, whatever you're looking into, whatever policy is important to you, whatever you're championing, it's, if it's not working for you, if you're still broken inside, that's where we get to the God story. And I encourage you to look for the God story in your life. That's what it really is all about. And we want to thank you for being part of it today. Take us home, Adam. The power of prayer is a real thing. And you know what? Thank God for that. Whenever you're feeling desperation or just like everything's going wrong, just turn to God, say a prayer, take some of that weight off your shoulders. Today, I'm now just past the fourth week of my son being alive in this world, which is just amazing. My wife and I, it was a hard journey to get there. We wanted a kid for years, but we had a hard time getting pregnant. We literally, five failed IUIs, three failed IVFs. We were draining money. And then after a lot of prayer, 
God answered our prayer and gave us a child, literally naturally, just boom. Miracles do happen, little miracles for sure. But as we look to the days ahead, as we have the election coming up, pray about it. Pray for your decision, pray for your candidates, pray for our country. And by all means, I am praying also that you go to mymichellelive.com. Check us out. That's our home base. Uh, share us, like us, comment where you can on Rumble, on YouTube. Michelle, are we still canceling on Facebook and YouTube? Um, Probably. Back on, but we have to be careful of content because yeah. we're flirting with our third strike here. So mymichellelive.com, you can't lose, guys. Go to the merch. Buy some merch. It's cool stuff. Like, Michelle wants to see you walking around Seattle wearing a beanie. I want to see you guys in Texas wearing one of those shirts. Yeah, come uh, on. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we will catch you next time. God bless. Remember to look for the God story in your world. For more fun, go to mymichellelive.com.